0: Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 13th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us this morning. As we get started today, I want to tell you something. It's not a van. Don't call it a van. State Representative Jim Lucas has agreed to enter into a plea agreement regarding OWI charges and leaving the scene of an accident. Under this agreement that was reached with the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office, Lucas has agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanor charges, operating a vehicle while intoxicated and leaving the scene of an accident.
1: All right. So I know people basically for the past, whatever it's been, 18 hours have said, oh my gosh, I can't wait for today's show. Rob's going to just blow a gasket, and this will be the greatest radio ever. And we're not going to do that today. What we're going to do is we're going to walk you through Jim's own actions and his own words, both on that evening and then yesterday with Hammer and Nigel. Mm -hmm. And you can decide for yourself if this is the sort of person and in the person in the sort of mind who you want making decisions for you and for seven million plus people across this state. I'm done with the rage on this. We've talked about that. I gave that over to God a long time ago. Jim's gonna do what Jim's gonna do. And our job here is to educate the people and hope that Jim ultimately gets the help he needs. Because I think when you walk away from that interview yesterday with Hammer and Nigel, you realize this is a guy living in complete denial And if he doesn't get the help he needs, I really worry about him and the people around him. And he's certainly, certainly not there. So let's talk first, if we shall, about the justice system and the way this was administered. Because I think we use, yesterday with Biden, we talked about the does this make sense test. Mm -hmm. And so let's lay out what actually happened here. And you tell me as a regular person listening right now. Does this make sense, and would this be how you would have been handled if you were in the same position? So, the body cam footage is out. Everybody has seen it all. I think the police handled it in a, in a great manner. So, you are driving down the road. You blow through a barricade off one major road of travel onto another. You hit another guardrail. So you've done damage to multiple pieces of public property. You proceed not to stop. You then go the wrong way on an exit ramp. You get back on the road on one and a half tires. You go three, roughly three miles down the road. You proceed to pull over and park said automobile where it will be harder for anyone to find said automobile. You are then pulled over by the police. You are stopped because you were on foot. What appears you're going to walk another roughly three miles to where in state forms you list as your address. You're then stopped by the police. You proceed to be I think any reasonable person, and we will play the body cam footage here in just a moment, as deceptive as you possibly can, you know what they're asking you, and you're deliberately getting cute and not giving them the obvious information for which they are asking. You then fail a portable breath test. You fail the field sobriety test. Okay, so these are all of the things that led to your arrest, mm-hmm. okay, so if your name is not Jim Lucas and you are a regular person, would you have been able to go two weeks without being formally charged, would you have been able to go two weeks without the blood draw, not either being back or becoming public, and then within one hour of your, plea, of your charges being filed which said prosecutor have entered into a plea agreement with you, which gives nobody any time to be there, nobody any time to cover the thing, nobody any time to any sort of news agency, whatever, report on this. And now, voila, you are done. No jail time. You can keep your very lavish second job where you're allowed to rule over other people. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? To anyone else.
0: it's It definitely feels like special treatment. It
1: does, doesn't it? It does. Where within one hour, so you go two weeks of not charging this guy, where the prosecutor has all of this evidence in front of him. I mean, at the very least, he definitely fled the scene, right? I mean, there's no doubt about this whatsoever. And yet the prosecutor chooses not to charge... And then within one hour of the charges being filed, there's somehow a plea agreement already in place. Yeah. Is this the treatment you would have received if you're Joe Smith
0: instead of Jim Lucas? Yeah, probably not. Thankfully, I've never been in that situation. I've never put myself in that position. So I wouldn't know exactly how that works out. But it does seem sus. And this is
1: what we talk about. You know, if we're going to talk about it with Biden and Trump, we need to talk about it here because it's happening all over the place where there is a perception of unequal uh, instit- instituting of justice. Now, I've talked to multiple people, and they said, "Look, for what Jim has admitted he did, the sentencing itself, the plea agreement, probably fair. But it appears this prosecutor and and his office went to great lengths to string this out as long as they could, spare him." the humiliation or whatever of these files being charged and then scheduling a date by which he has to appear in court where the media could cover it. It's And the the fact that it's been two weeks and we still don't know what the blood was. And I guess now maybe we will...
0: May never know. May
1: never actually know. It, and And what else was in the blood? Mm-hmm. I think that's the question that has given Jim's, shall we say, propensity to advocate for things that are not legal in this state... <laughs> What else was actually in Mm -hmm. his blood? Now, again, I'm not saying the actual thing that they came up with is not what a regular person would have received. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I've I've heard kind of people all over the place on that. But I'm talking about the actual administration of justice. And if we're going to talk about it with people like Biden, Trump, we need to talk about it here because it is a concern for people all across this country that there are different rules for different people.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it was really interesting, and you'll hear it on the body cam footage, the officer asked him, do I know you? You look familiar. Yeah, all right. And I think that
1: sets the tone. So here's what I want to do. We're going to spend some time on this, because again, this is a big deal, because this involves a person who gets to make decisions over you. And you're going to hear this interview with Hammer and Nigel, it is just it's it's unbelievable and again it's not going to be and look you know prayed on this we've talked about this we've talked about this with a lot of people it's not going to be rob kendall going ballistic on jim lucas because i don't think that's going to do any good here but you have the right to know what took place you have the right to know about his actions you have the right to know what appears to be certainly very deceptive behavior and then the repeated denial even yesterday with hammer and nigel about that and then society has to say look do we want these sort of people getting to tell us how much we pay, where we can go, what we can and can't do? So when we come back, is it all right if we well, let's play the body cam footage because there's about 40 seconds of body cam footage that tells you everything you need to know about this whole thing and then we'll get into this interview with Hammer
0: and Nigel. Sounds good. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Pizza. Nineteen minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Representative Jim Lucas has reached an agreement with the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. He is going to serve the next year on probation. He also agrees to pay for the damages that were caused, an amount of at least $4,000. It-
1: you mean we're, we're going to pay for that because we pay his salary and he said he's not resigning. So we are going to give, we're basically just, I'm not going to use money funneling, but we're basically he's taking money from us. I mean I'm not trying to be mean when I say this Casey, but let's say what's happening here. This is a guy who makes between 60 and 70,000 just voted to give himself a big raise coming up here. So we, we the taxpayers give him money and he's going to take that money and he's going to give it to repair the damage he did to our property. Yeah. So you. we're going to pay to fix yes. our, our own thing that he damaged.
0: Yeah, okay. Ex- excellent point. He also agrees to drug and alcohol testing while he's on probation and uh, he gets to keep his seat in the Indiana General Assembly. I'm curious about the probation, if he'll have to check in with a probation officer weekly, bi-weekly, once a month. how How is that going to go down? Does he have to submit a letter? Will he have to take a breathalyzer before he's able to drive? What, what are the terms of the probation?
1: Well, and, and it's a great question and it goes back to what we talked about the first segment. We don't no, because this was done so fast. So the prosecutor, despite this, just cavalcade of evidence. And Jim has admitted yesterday on hammer and Nigel, he did it. I mean, there's just any person with any common sense would say this guy was clearly inebriated and fled the scene, which Jim has admitted he did. And Yet it went two weeks without charging him. And then all of a sudden within an hour, not only has he been charged, well, now there's a it's plea agreement and, and we're we're done here. Yeah. And so we talked about last segment. We're going to spend most of the hour talking about this because it is very important for you. And again, it's not going to be Rob Kendall going ballistic on Jim. Uh, Because, look, Jim was awful to me, and that's another thing. And if Jim wants to apologize to me eventually, maybe as part of this process, he will do that. But this is about, because that doesn't do any good. What does do good, what does do well by our listeners, what does serve Hoosiers well, Casey, (laughs) uh, you might say, is to walk you through, Mm -hmm. last segment we did the justice system, is he getting the same treatment you would get? I think many of us have serious questions about that. But let's talk about the deceptive behavior because this is the biggest deal to me. Yes, the driving while intoxicated, very bad. But the link's a guy who is supposed to be all about transparency because that's his job. Is He's a public servant. Everything he does should take place in the public light because it affects you. You pay him. He spends your money. He tells you what to do. The actions Jim Lucas took in the aftermath of the crash should really bother everyone because of the links he went to attempt to cover up what he had done. And so I want to start with the body cam footage is out. And it's a long and, you know, it's an hour long or whatever it is, but I want to just play 40 seconds because it's the most important 40 seconds. And this is when the police officer. From Seymour initially approaches him. Now, Jim Lucas is driving a truck. It has a cab on the back. Mm-hmm. It's very easy in the dead of night how someone who called this in, because someone witnessed this, it's yeah. the only reason he got caught, somebody witnessed it, might assume or describe that as a van. Clearly, if you're Jim Lucas, you've been in a serious accident, you know you have driven three miles-ish down the road. You've gone the wrong way. You know you were on 60. You know you are the person that this person saw. Right. And listen to this just totally flippant, you know, trying to be cute response because the the officer, it's reported as a van, he knows what it is. He knows it's him. And listen to how he responds to this officer who approaches him. Hi.
2: Let's go over here. I recognize you. What's your name? Jim Lucas. Jim Lucas. Where are you coming from? Just walking. You're driving a van? No. No van. No van? You no sure?
0: to driving a van. Okay, yeah. let's
1: step over here. Oh, where where, where you,
0: you live? Where you live at? Uh, so you just walking?
1: <laughs> I'm just walking. I mean, you know, if if you had not been inebriated, if you'd been following the law, first of all, as soon as you hit that barricade, you would have pulled over to the side of the road, called 911. Oh, my gosh. You know, I've been in this terrible accident. You know, we need a tow truck. We need a whatever. police send help. You'd call your family. You'd be calling friends. Mm-hmm. Not only does he not do that, but then when the police officer approaches him, let's just say you buy his bizarro theory that I was just trying to get home. The cop approaches you and says, Sir were you driving in no i wasn't driving a van but i was driving a truck with a cab on the back and i was in a very serious accident and sir it's right over there
0: yeah well okay let me just say one thing he only answered the question that was asked of him which is a very defensive posture
1: R- absolutely
0: were you driving a van no not a van so he didn't even have to say a van he no He's not giving any information.
1: No, of course not. And if you were not breaking the law and knowing you were breaking the law, you would say, "Yes, officer, it I wasn't a van. It's a truck with a cab on it. It's right over there. I was in a serious accident. I just thought I could make it home." You know, whatever. I mean, that's all, of course, very weird and bizarre, anyway. And no rational person believes that. But the deceptive behavior and when now let's. I want to real quick before we go to go to break. I want to get into this interview with Hammer and Nigel because they did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, and and we're going to talk with them at 1030 about this because we are two weeks on from this, more than that now, and the guy still will not own up. A lack of ownership is the big part of this interview with them. He is, I mean, it's so obvious what you were doing. It's so obvious why you tried to get home. It's so obvious why you parked the car where you did. And yet here he is yesterday denying to Amber and Nigel that he's trying to hide the car.
3: You know, you've kind of got that clout to where you could have somebody pick you up at 3 o'clock, so I think that's where I think a lot of people are still going to say, I get everybody deserves a second chance, but sometimes bad decision-making takes a while to earn back our trust.
2: I'm not going to argue that. I, I can't argue anything you said, nor will I try to.
4: So where did you go after the wreck? Is you, it your place it of business place. that you had down there? Or
2: where did yeah, you I thought I could make it. I thought I could make it back home, and obviously I couldn't. Um, vehicle crapped out on me. I parked it um, behind a business. Didn't want to get oil and stuff in their driveway. That that's on tape. So I, I was thinking that through. And I was just after I did it, I was so disgusted and pissed with myself. That I thought I could uh, make it back and then deal with it later, and that wasn't the case. Well, I think,
4: Jim. If I, uh, being completely honest, I think <laughs> you were probably trying to hide the car, right? You didn't want to want the. I mean, it had nothing to do with the oil leaking in the.
2: Oh no, no, you guys, I, I, the, I mean, the damage of the car. <laughs> you can you can insinuate or assume all you want, but I, I was being honest, I'd 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 be honest. I, I am being honest. I called no, in, no. didn't I?
4: No, no, no. Nigel you know, was I'm saying not, he just, was being I'm honest. I'm just being honest with you. I, 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 no, no. If, this if is, this is my perception
2: with, of what happened. Okay. Why would I – What? how does it pay for me to lie? How does it pay for me to come on – I no, mean, no, I understand. I, I understand I, what you're saying. It's all in the police okay. report. No, and that's what I'm telling you. I'm being honest. Okay. I mean, I, that's how I justified it in my mind.
1: Okay, so by the does this make sense test, which we used – for our opening segment, let's use it here. I know we're running a little long. We apologize to the news and then we'll get to a break. By the does it make sense test, if you have nothing to hide, you've smashed one barrier mm-hmm. on a major travel, travel way, travel fare, you hit another one, mm-hmm. you've done damage to two. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't your initial wouldn't does it make sense that your initial response would be anything other than
0: pull over, stop driving,
1: call, may have I heard anyone? I'm looking around. Is any, you know, is anybody around? Can I flag help? Obviously, you know, whether you have AAA or even 911. Does that does
0: that make? and then you would try on a one and a half tires, Casey? Well, he said the vehicle crapped out on him. No, you crashed it. Yes. And where is home? He said he was going home. Well, that's the where new- is he going to? Where is home? That is the next
1: very relevant question. But and maybe that people will begin to look into that. I don't know. But today I want to stay focused on mm-hmm. his actions, because, again, it comes back to if this guy is willing to not tell the truth, one to law enforcement when he's he knows what he's done. And then we're two we're two weeks into this and he still will not come clean on what he was doing How can you count on that person to be honest and transparent with you? To represent you. On
0: life, what are life-altering decisions? Yeah. Well, we're going to see if he actually goes through the three-step process, which we talked about, and we'll review that coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 935. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He has to give up the bottles and he has to give up the guns for the entire year that he is on probation. We're talking about state rep Jim Lucas, who pled guilty.
1: And I think that is going to be very difficult for a guy that clearly has an issue with alcohol. And so, Kev, I'm going to go a little out of order here. I want to do number three and then number five. Uh, We're spending most of our first hour today talking about Jim Lucas, the plea agreement yesterday, Mm -hmm. the charges filed yesterday. Amazing how all that happened within an hour. And then the appearance on Hammer and Nigel. And, And what I'm about to say is in no way an indictment of Hammer and Nigel. They absolutely should have done the interview. They did a great job. I, as a taxpayer for the state of Indiana, am bothered by the fact that before any sort of release from this guy press announcement, any sort of ownership, apology to his actual constituents in his district within an hour of him doing this plea agreement. So radio silence for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then within one hour, he sprints to the biggest media spotlight possible, which is Hammer and I. So again, in no way an indictment on them. They absolutely should have done the interview. It is what they do. They did a fine job and they got good information, great information that we're you know using here today to... Talk about the things that we think are important But is it wrong that that bothers Me that as someone who has now admitted He did these things and the body cam footage, as we talked about last segment clearly Shows he was trying to cover it up But that he sprints to a media Outlet to try to tell his story because it's Obvious as we've seen for years On social media the attention Is the most important thing Mm -hmm. to Jim Lucas is that is that wrong that 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 there's Part of me as a taxpayer in the state that says that Really bothers me that before any sort of mea culpa or ownership or apology, especially to the people in your district,
0: you went to them first. Well, his lawyer directed him not to speak, which is understandable. Uh, And that was probably very hard for him. I think at one point during the interview, he even said he got off of social media because it was very negative and it was very difficult for him to see what was being said about him. And for him not to be able to respond, he it was probably building up in him and he so wanted to tell his side of the story. But he did not go through the full three-step process when he was on the show with Hammer and Nigel. And of course, that is admit your mistake. He did do that. But then number two, apologize. I never really heard him say, I am sorry.
1: And and the admission of the mistake, we're gonna get into that here in just a second because you talked about how he can't drink. Mm-hmm. The admission of the mistake was And I, I talked to somebody who I really trust about this yesterday because, I again, I've tried to handle this not with Rob going ballistic because Jim Lucas has personally just gone out of his way to be awful to me because I want to see Jim get the help and hopefully have a better life. And that's what I should be doing as a Christian. And I've tried to do that throughout this whole whole process. We have an obligation to cover this. This guy is not resigning, as we'll play here in a moment. So he's still going to make decisions that impact all of us. So we have an obligation to do a deep dive on this because this guy remains one of the 150 most important people in the state and gets to tell you what to do. And your money goes to, to, to pay him. But there was the admission. So when I was talking to somebody who I really trust yesterday about this, they said the admission was like something he felt forced to do rather than mm-hmm. he's actually taking ownership and sorry about it. He's been told.
0: You have to say this. You
1: have to say this. Mm-hmm. But there's no, I mean, it was there was always a deflection
0: even in the admissions. Mm-hmm. It was like that Blue Jays player. Yeah, yeah, who? You're right? Who? You know, said some things and then later came out and sounded like he had to do it a forced apology. Right.
1: So you mentioned, and again, part of this, big part of this, is denial and deception, which I think has so many people upset. The denial, the deception to the police initially, the the denial still that he was trying to cover it up. And as you mentioned, he can't drink as a part of this, but yet he tells Hammer and Nigel mm-hmm. he's going to continue to drink. Number three, please, Kevin. And um. I own this guys
2: but there are people out there that have done you know unintentionally things that I have done and have hurt or killed innocent people or hurt themselves I was fortunate that none of that happened and thankfully nobody no innocent people you know got hurt or thank God got killed for me to learn perhaps I mean without question the most important lesson in my life are you ever going to drink again a drink, but I'm going to drink and drive. I mean, that's, you know, you, you think you've had a few, you can drive home. Um, you can't. But I'm going to be realistic about this, too. I mean, it wasn't drinking the problem. It was the decision-making.
3: Well, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the decision-making was affected by the drinking. And trust us, we, yeah, you know, course. know what yeah. it's like. You know, we're a couple of people that enjoy some beverages from time to time.
0: The drinking was the problem. Yes. Yes. The drinking was the problem. That,
1: that, that's correct. And I, I, I think Jim has shown over the years. I mean, look, this is not first big time controversial offensive thing Jim Lucas has done, right? How many times has he deleted his social media because of things that he has posted that an average person would look at and go, Dude.
0: Okay, well, there's you, a big difference there between is, saying something but, derogatory or inflammatory on social media, upsetting someone, trolling someone. Those are words. But,
1: but, 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 he but, had
0: alcohol and got behind a weapon.
1: I know, I know, and I'm agreeing with you, but what I'm saying, Casey, is this is a guy, we're agreeing on this. I, I think it sounds like we're not, but we are. What I'm saying is he clearly does not have the judgment necessary to know, hey, I shouldn't drive, right? He clearly has impulse control issues and so we're we're agreeing on this right i'm I'm not trying to say i'm not trying to say an insensitive meme on facebook is the same as getting behind a a multi-ton missile right i'm not i'm not saying that at all but what i'm saying is that that it is a guy with impulse control issues and the fact that it's even a part of your sensing and yet you're telling hammer and nigel well i guess i mean
0: so what in a year from now
1: yeah and, and and here, so let's go to number He's five. He's going to continue on drinking. Yeah, let's go to number five. Kevin okay. refuses to acknowledge he has a drinking problem. I cannot help
2: how other people are going to treat me. I'm still Jim. I mean, and that's that's why I got so much support. The people that know me have reached out, and it's just that has been overwhelming, guys. I cannot tell you how incredible that is.
4: The one thing I'll say, Jim, and, and and then we'll let you go. And I, you know, we, re, you know, thank you for being. For being willing to come on with us and talk about this first time you spoke publicly, but I will say, you know, if I ever have something like this ever happen to me, I'm never drinking again. I'm never, okay. I'm never imbibing again or, or taking any sort of thing again. And and that's the only part I worry about w- with you is if 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 there's some sort of problem that you you need to acknowledge that that this this will never happen again. And I think you have said this will never happen again, but. Part of the reason it did is because of the drinking. Uh,
1: Look, again, this is about letting you know how people who will make decisions for you behave, how they act, how they view the world. This is a fascinating insight into one of these people. Now, I will tell you, too, Casey, this level of denial or invincibility or lack of accountability, it may not be drinking with all these guys, But Jim is not alone, and we talk about this every day, and I just thought it was fascinating that this guy was willing to put it on full display in this interview with Hammer and Nigel, because these people make the choices for us. And part of the reason the state has been and will continue to be in the position it is, is because of the decision-making abilities Mm – of the people who are making the choices.
0: Yeah, Now I don't think it's right to bully him into saying, admitting he has a drinking problem or anything like that. He has to come to that conclusion on his own. Uh, and I don't know if he does or not. I'm not saying he does or not. In this one instance, the drinking was the problem.
1: No, you're, you're, you're 100% right. Okay, so I want to play the last one. It was very early on in the interview, but I think it's probably the most important thing. He tells Hammer and Nigel he's not resigning, and he tells them, and this is wild, he's not doing it because he's good at his job? You know, the
2: stressors that other people go through about their daily lives, and I obviously handled it poorly and um, tried driving home, thought I could, couldn't, and everybody knows the rest after that.
3: Do you plan to resign? There are a number of people who feel like, okay, between the controversial Facebook posts, you know, there have been times where you've taken down your social media to this, that that's it. Should you resign after this incident?
2: No, I'm not going to. I, I still feel I'm a very good legislator. Um, I get out there on the difficult issues. I'm not afraid to discuss them. I'm not afraid to, to take them on. And I know that I can be effective. It's you know this is a hiccup. I'm going to deal with it. I acknowledge it. I'm going to get the help that I need and move forward. But and you I see where
3: some folks would say, "Hey, we trust this guy to make decisions."
0: Uh, a hiccup. Uh, interesting turn of phrase there.
1: Which, which which comes back to what we talked about, Casey, which is this thing he's doing here, or the the air quote taking responsibility he's been he's forced into do he is annoyed that he has to do that well
0: he says he's going to get help in one sentence and then in another he says yeah i'm going to continue drinking like what after a year of your probation passes
1: yeah right and and i you know look we'll leave it here for today i just wanted to spend this time not to dump on the guy because forever when you google his name that's what's going to pull up and You know, I wanted people to know, though, and I felt like we did a really good job. You know, we joke about patting ourselves on the back, but I feel like in this half 45 minutes of radio, we did a really good job of accomplishing what I felt was important here today, which is segment one. We walk you through the legal system and how there certainly appears to be different circumstances for different people and how they're treated. We walked you through the second segment about how you have a guy who is one of the 150 most powerful people in the state who clearly attempted to deceive law enforcement. He's still lying about what he was doing two and a half weeks later. So there's no ownership there. And then you have a guy who in the third segment we walked you through, doesn't see any of this really as a problem other than, I guess he got behind the wheel, which either this is just the most unlucky thing that the first time he was ever drinking and driving, he blew through a barricade and this happened to him or this is, or this is a reoccurring thing. And it's the first time he got caught and doesn't see a problem with the drinking. So people now have the information, right? Well,
0: and I think the people within his district need to decide if that's who they want representing them. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, ultima- and if they're
0: okay with it, okay. But if not, well, they've got some choices to make.
1: Right. So I would encourage everyone, as we started this two weeks ago, and at no point, Casey, have I taken any sort of victory laps throughout all of this? Have I done na 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 have I have I done anything like that in the past two and a half weeks?
0: No. You haven't gloated. In fact, you've said we need to pray for him. Yeah, and so
1: that's where I'm gonna close this because Jim is in denial about what's going on here. And I think anybody who hears that segment, these segments we have played, recognizes this guy's a serious problem and he is in denial, and our goal should be to be a cheerleader for Jim to get through this and come out a better person with a better life and he needs to take a different approach if he's going to do that as any person with an alcohol problem will tell you than he did yesterday so everyone should continue to pray for jim and uh just hope that he ultimately gets the help he needs because that that's not what we heard yesterday
0: you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc 9:52. 9:52. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A few polls came out that we'd like to share with you. This one says that eight in 10 Democratic primary voters, and this was a USA Today Suffolk University poll, they would like to see a series of Democratic debates during this 24 campaign season. And that includes an overwhelming 72 percent of those who actually say they support uh, Joe Biden, they still want to see him get on a stage and answer questions.
1: That's really actually good news because Robert F. Kennedy Jr., they've rigged the primary process where he has no actual chance to beat Biden. But let's face it, he's polling in some polls in 20 percent or more. Certainly, that is a viable person running for a party's nomination for president. When you look at the links the Republicans are going to to let this clown car come cavalcade on stage, you know, the Chris Christie's and the and the, you know, these other goobers who have no chance to win whatsoever. And then you see the Democrats have, you know, a guy who's polling at 20 plus percent in in a lot of polls mm-hmm. and they're going, nah, 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 we're not doing that. When even inside their own party, they should recognize if you were about the truth, wow, there's clearly disagreement in the direction of this party and the leadership of Joe Biden.
0: Well, it says to me that there are a lot of people who even support Joe Biden that they want to hear from other people. They want to hear other voices and they've got questions about how he would answer.
1: Isn't it interesting too? And this is why I've mostly given up on party politics, you know, just as a collective is because it's not about getting the best people. It's about, and this is true at a local level, it's true at a state level, it's certainly true at a federal level, get the people that we want in there, and we're rigging the process in favor of ensuring that Grandpa, who can't string three sentences together and is super vulnerable on a bevy of issues, ensuring this guy is protected, rather than saying, look, let's get the best person to run our party, let's get the best person with the best ideas. I mean, they are they are solely about protecting uh joe biden at this point
0: well we they do have history on their side uh incumbents typically don't debate but in this case it's to their advantage to make sure he doesn't misstep so why would they want to put him on a stage. Oh,
1: you wouldn't want him anywhere near having to be held accountable, especially not in a Democrat primary because then you can't call somebody MAGA semi-fascist, whatever the quasi whatever the name was when he had the blood red backdrop. You just you can't you can't do that to Robert F Kennedy Jr. and they recognize that. Hey, when we come back. Yes. The lieutenant governor for the state of Indiana is completely full of crap, Casey.
0: (laughs) Suzanne Crouch is just so full of crap.
1: It's absolutely unbelievable.
0: We've got a lot from here that we're going to go over, and that's on the way from 93 W I B C. Good morning.